RPN is not responsible for the views, actions, statements, or opinions of its guests, advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be construed as medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement, but as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. Boom. Good afternoon, Patriots. And welcome back to another episode of Occam's Razor. I hope everyone here is having a lovely day. Thank you very much for joining us. Do me a favor. Don't forget to hit that like button or that red pill, or whatever it might be, the fire on Odyssey, just do me a favor. It's the easiest way, simplest, freest way you can support the program. Really does help out. Also, you can help by sharing this broadcast on your favorite social media platform. And thank you again for hanging out. All right, we've got a lot to discuss today. President Vladimir Putin gave a speech to the houses of their legislature there in Russia. He had some choice words about the United States. We're going to go through those. Also, pulling out of a missile treaty. But this is a response to things the United States had done before. It's not a zombie. That is the Toxic Avenger. That's the next subject we're going to be discussing. In East Palestine, Ohio, lawyers for the residents say that they're already undergoing DNA mutations. Do me a favor, sit back, relax, and grab your popcorn, and we'll be right back after this. All right, welcome back to the program. Thank you very much for being here, everyone. The Toxic Avenger being on the thumbnail of the card. Uh, It is to underscore the possible health implications that the residents of East Palestine and the greater area surrounding East Palestine may be undergoing even as we speak. This is a quote taken from the lawsuit, or rather the lawyers representing the class of the East Palestine residents, that they may already be undergoing DNA mutations. Now, we know some of the health effects But we have never in history seen a spread of toxic chemicals in the same way as we have here in East Palestine. Now, yesterday we reported on the fact that the CEO of Norfolk Southern had essentially offered $1,000 to every resident of a particular zip code. But obviously, the effects of these chemicals burning off and spilling into the waterways are going to affect far more than just that certain localized area. The people of East Palestine are very, very upset, and they are deservedly upset, and they deserve recompense for the horrors that they've undergone and will be undergoing into the future. Now, I have spoken to a number of people about the dispersal cloud that we have gotten reports from, you know, people talking about uh, feeling the effects up in uh, Ontario, in Detroit. 
Uh, right here is a distribution map that I wanted to show you. This is the particulate distribution from the burnoff. And this is coming from NOAA, which is the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Association. They have the, the tools and uh, the equipment to be able to measure something like this. And you can see from the zero, like point zero right there at East Palestine, uh, the spread of all of this toxic chemical burnoff spreading virtually all over uh, the entirety of the northeastern United States and stretching deep into Canada. We're talking about, again, an ecological disaster of unknown proportions. We have never had this particular mixture of chemicals spread over such a large area, over so many different population centers. We've never had a burn-off of this type uh, ever in history. I mean, this is just the first time it's ever happened. Uh, the EPA held a press conference in East Palestine attempting to 100% pin the blame on Norfolk Southern. That's from Janice 6966. I think they're absolutely right. Uh, this certainly is the fault of the Norfolk Southern Railroad. And of course, I think Norfolk Southern is going to attempt to push the blame onto other things. Well, we were within the regulations and we were only supposed to do this and we did that. Well, it's quite clear that profit is their motivation. I mean, this is the basis of any capitalist society, any business. You are supposed to make money, but you are also there to serve the will of the people. And you have to take safety into account when you take into account how much cash you're going to be bringing in. If you are running trains at such a rate that it's impossible for you to keep up with safety standards, if you're running so many trains that it causes a derailment of this way, well, then obviously you are the one to blame. Uh, so this train derailment right here, what we're looking at, uh, this is the actual spill uh, that we can see. Again, that point right there being East Palestine, the spill going south with the particulates from the actual burnoff heading to the north. Uh, and then, of course, we've also spoken about uh, the possibility of all of that burnoff going off to the East Coast as well. Uh, reports from people in uh, in Pennsylvania are having plenty of issues. Um, we do have uh, what appears to be um, measurements taking place all over East Palestine. Here is a video from Rebel News, which shows what one of them looks like. And here is the letter that uh, the CEO of Norfolk Southern wrote to the people of East Palestine, uh, where he says basically that they're not going to leave and they're going to do whatever they can uh, to clean up the damage that they caused. Uh, they say that they have established a $1 million community support fund as a down payment on the commitment to help rebuild. Uh, as they are a business, of course, uh, they're probably going to try to pay as little money as possible. And I think that's why the class action lawsuit is going to become necessary. Uh, they haven't done everything they could. They clearly tried to keep this quiet from the very moment that it happened. Uh, they have not truly addressed the environmental conditions. Uh, they haven't explained why they set these cars on fire or why they didn't attempt to clean this up in some other way. It was like their first idea was let's just burn it, burn it all, set it all on fire. Uh, Nor Norfolk Southern clearly has addressed this in the worst possible way that they could. And then you have the response from the federal government. Uh, now we have Pete Buttigieg saying that he will be planning to visit East Palestine, but he hasn't gone there yet. 
Uh, we also have uh, the flub from FEMA initially rejecting the funds for disaster management uh, and now okaying them. When that was brought up, I saw people, leftists on Twitter, saying, well, President Trump refused to give California disaster emergency money. Well, here's the thing that's different with California. The California state government had budget in their yearly expenditures to do cleanup in the forest to mitigate any possible wildfires. They chose not to pick up the brush. They chose not to do uh, controlled burns. They essentially allowed the conditions to uh, create themselves that would allow for a massive forest fire and widespread damage and destruction to property and displacement of people. California state government was responsible for the forest fire situations that we saw out there. And never mind any, you know, of the pictures that we saw of lasers and stuff. I mean, it was crazy. All right. The stuff that they had going on in California, it totally could have been avoided. Now, if we're taking a look at East Palestine, the people of East Palestine are not to blame for the derailment of this train. Norfolk Southern is to blame for the derailment of this train. This is clearly an emergency management type situation. It's exactly what FEMA and those emergency management funds were created for. So, It's a completely different type of scenario. Uh, My thoughts and prayers are eternally with the people of East Palestine, and I can only hope that we get a lot of money and a lot of relief into that area uh, so that people can get back to their regular lives. But something tells me this is going to be a no-go zone uh, for a long time. For the people who do stick around, we're talking liver cancer. We're talking about, uh, as they said, DNA mutations. What does that look like? You know, I mean, obviously, people are not going to end Jewish space lasers. <laughs> people are not going to look like the Toxic Avenger. But what about future generations? Uh, very eerily, we could see people being born deformed because they have chromosomal or DNA abnormalities. We could see people being unable to conceive children. Uh, There are so many different things that could happen here, and all of them are are essentially unknown. It is a a vast, wide-open hole, and we really don't know how it's going to turn out. We have no way to really gauge it other than to say that we know these chemicals and uh, this particular type of burnoff that they did is guaranteed to cause cancer and death down the line. Uh, okay, also, I finally got my copy of the Biden laptop report. I just wanted to show this off. It is uh, it is a comprehensive report. And actually, I, sh- I don't think that it is uh, censored. I just noticed that I th- saw some naked bodies. So, uh, just a warning, if you do purchase this from the good people at Marco Polo, be prepared. Oh, okay. They do they do cover it up a little bit. <laughs> oh. Callie was spending millions on injecting poison into tan oak trees one by one. Their leaves block out the sun to the conifers, the lumber trees. They poisoned millions of oak trees. Yes, they did. That wouldn't surprise me. That wouldn't surprise me one bit. Like I said, California created the conditions to make those forest fires happen. And then once they did, you know, it was off to the races. They, they, were, they were happy to allow that to happen. And they were happy to uh, uh, displace all of those people. I mean, think about how many people died, how many animals died. 
how much property was lost. Uh, you know, what's the ultimate goal of these these globalists? I mean, they want to push people out of certain areas. They want to create essential no-go zones so that people can't live there, people won't go there, people are federally mandated to stay out of them. And then it goes back to the uh, uh, to, to nature, it goes back to nature, and it goes back to the globalists, let's be honest. All right. I want to talk about this story next because this is something that I have been waiting to discuss for quite some time. During the last election, during the midterms, someone – I talked about this last night, Static. I don't know. You want me to talk about it again? Uh, That's the thing. I discussed it. (laughs) I don't know what else to say about it because I don't have any more information about it, Static. Um, Yes, it it is – very disturbing, uh, and I have already suggested that everyone call their le- their elected representatives, their senators, and their congressmen, specifically the Senate, because it's supposed to be ratified in the Senate, and make your voices heard on this. Um, you know, I, I just I just don't know how much more you want me to say about it uh, because it hasn't been ratified yet. Uh, certainly, it is disturbing, uh, but right now we're kind of in a holding pattern. So if you haven't taken action and called out to the people that represent you and let them know that sacrificing American sovereignty to the World Health Organization, which is controlled by the Chinese Communist Party, uh, that should definitely be number one on your list. I've already spoken to my elected representatives about this, and I've made my thoughts on this very, very clear to them. Uh, So I think that's something that all of us should be doing, obviously. Uh, And again, I I had suggested this uh, months and months ago. I don't know how many did it. Nobody nobody told me that they actually reached out or that they filled out one of those form letters or, um, you know, so uh, other than that, I don't have any more news about it. Basically, we are just waiting to see what happens. And I think the only way we can make a difference is if we are putting pressure on the people who are representing us. Uh, I think Congress probably would have the power to override any type of uh, uh, unilateral decision that Joe Biden would make like that. And certainly if they're unable to do it, then there's going to have to be a fight in the courts. Uh, Think about uh, the Iran deal. You know, Obama went ahead and chose to do that unilaterally, and it took another president coming in to go ahead and override it. Uh, And now, of course, he is subverting the Senate. He's signing it on the 27th. Okay, see, that's the first I've heard of that. I had not heard that there was a signing date that had been actually uh, set. Okay, Scout65 says, I called my reps in Congress. Good. How many of you out there called your representatives or called your senators? How many of you did that? Please give me a one if you reached out and you told the people who represent you that you elected that You are not okay with this, that signing away American sovereignty is a bad idea. Uh, I would like to know. Appreciate it. Submit to the WEF. Brian, we're not submitting to the WEF. You can submit to the WEF. Die on your knees, Brian. That's up to you. Let's see. Okay. So anyways, um, getting back to the the next story that I wanted to make sure we talked about. Mrs. A. Watley. Vector was with us. Yes, Vector is a good guy. Vector is a very good guy. Naturally, Nikki, the show started at 1 p.m. All right, I've got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. Let's see. Nikki has not yet, but she plans to. We'll just say that's 12, 13, 13. 
All right, guys. And the, the, those of you out there who haven't done it, this is a very, very important. This is very, very okay. So, since since it's been requested that we discuss it more, let's pull up some reporting on it so that you understand what's at stake here. Um, who treaty on pandemics? Biden. Okay, new treaty set to unite nations against future pandemics. Um, who has no? Okay, here we go. Who has no authority to? Oh, this. See, I don't want mainstream sources here. But here's an article from Fox from a year ago. Biden administration is close to giving who power over every intimate aspect of your life. So essentially, what this would do would hand over pandemic response, the ability to declare a pandemic and to declare the end of a pandemic um, to the World Health Organization. So it would essentially give over sovereignty of the United States of America to make decisions for itself in health-related aspects to the World Health Organization. Now, this is supposed to be Uh, under the conditions of a treaty that should be ratified by the Senate. However, Joe Biden is attempting to do it unilaterally. And as uh, Static said, he's already stated that he's going to sign it on the 27th. That's the first I've heard about it. I have no reason to not believe it. Uh, They hate me and don't listen. They are controlled pawns, many clearly under duress, unable to coherently communicate. Uh, A. Einstein Universe, That's maybe I missed the first part of that, buddy, but... Yes, they would have control of lockdowns. They would have control of vax mandates, anything related to a pandemic. So think about the absolute worst possible scenarios that we fought against during the entirety of the scamdemic. They would now have the ability to go ahead and enforce something like that. Now, here's the thing. Uh, I would imagine that, obviously, I'm a Florida resident. So do you think that Governor DeSantis would allow for the World Health Organization to come in and make decisions for the people of Florida? I tend to think not. It's extremely frightening. I mean, yeah, the, the, there, there's no other way to put it. It is uh, it, it, it's basically a, a giveaway of all of the things that we hold dear here in America. OK, Lori says that her senators and reps are in her contact list and called them on many issues. I think that, you know, Static's right. I mean, this is probably of paramount importance right now because we are so close to when they're going to go ahead and sign it. Um, Yeah, Uh, Patriot of Five, I tend to agree with you. Go ahead and try to lock us down again. We're not playing this game. I think that most people are not willing to comply with an order such as this. And here in the United States, there would inevitably be challenges in court. And we have established law. I mean, they have already decided that they can't force us to take vaccines. Now, that doesn't mean that the WHO wouldn't try to stop us from taking that vaccines. GS, or G, GE, GS says Norfolk Southern didn't strike the match in Ohio. The EPA left the call to the local fire department. They were on the ground at 2 a.m. the 3rd. Why do we have an EPA, phosphine gas? Who did the studies prior? Okay, so you're saying the EPA left it up to the local fire department? I mean, how do we know that's true, though? I mean, how do we know that Norfolk Southern didn't have something to do with it? Um, It seems like a a really, really serious decision to leave up to 
the fire department on whether or not they were going to uh, to set that on fire. Okay, uh, so Static 16 says he'd have no choice. It's legally binding for the whole country. So they say it's legally binding, uh, but I, I, I mean, I, I tend to believe that people just would not comply with it. Uh, you know, the idea of a foreign legislative body, uh, a group of unelected bureaucrats coming into the United States and making decisions for us, you know, it's very dystopian and it's right out of 1984, the types of things that they would like to do. But I'm certainly not going to allow myself to be injected with anything. I'm not going to allow myself to be locked down. Uh, I, I would really like to hear from people who have actually spoken to their elected representatives and their senators uh, and to see if they've had any commentary on this, because no, nobody really is talking about it. I mean, a very precious little coverage is going on. You know, as as you can see here, you know, there are glowing reports about it in the mainstream press. Uh, here, here's here's a fact check from USA Today. Let's see what they're saying about it. False claim about Biden, the World Health Organization, and U.S. sovereignty. The claim, President Biden is giving the World Health Organization control over U.S. health care and national sovereignty. Uh, and so terrifying, the Biden administration is setting to stand stage, setting the stage to hand ultimate control of America's health care system and U.S. sovereignty over to the World Health Organization. Uh, so what do they say is actually happening? The amendments referred to in the Facebook post are intended to strengthen a country. <laughs> so just word games, strengthen a country's reporting me measures on public health experts. And they would not grant the WHO any authority in the U.S. USA Today reached out to social media users who shared the claim for comment. Uh, so the Biden admin drafted amendments in January to the International Health Regulations, a legally binding agreement between 196 countries to detect and report public health events, record, according to the CDC. This agreement does not allow the WHO to dictate national health care policy or create binding law in the U.S. or any nations. And that's according to a bunch of deep state people. So. Uh, they're claiming that it wouldn't have any legal authority, but they also say that it's legally binding. And I'm saying that as a citizen of the United States, I would not allow myself uh, to be subject to something like that. I think that most people in the United States uh, are not going to allow that type of thing to happen. Um, but please, well, thank you, Mitchie Me. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I, I'm Dragon 45. I, it is BS. I know it's BS. Let me let me actually explain something to you guys. Whenever there's a story out there, I like to see what we're saying about it, and then I like to see what the left is saying about it. Generally, for comic relief, uh, and so that I can understand the frame of mind of someone who might argue with me on Twitter about the presence of something like this. Um, I don't I don't know. I, I just I just don't think that people would be willing to submit to something like that. I mean, that's the kind of thing that I, I, I really believe, especially after the entirety of the scandemic that people would stand up against. But I'm interested to know what your elected representatives have said about this treaty. Uh, yes, it is wordplay static. Exactly. Uh, and that's what I find so funny all the time. Uh, they, they will they will say something is false. And then they will just uh, restate it in a different way uh, with more flowery language so that it sounds a little bit better. Uh, but we absolutely know that it's not. Um, okay, uh, so l let me say this. Um, do you guys remember during the midterms when J.R. Majewski's Air Force records were leaked to the Associated Press 
and to probably Marcy Captor's campaign. Uh, and they wrote that hit piece about him. I had people in the chat saying that JR was guilty of stolen valor. Okay. I was more pissed off about that than I think anything that has come across my desk in recent years. Because I know J.R. Majewski, I know his record, and uh, I know the type of man that he is, and I know the type of service that he gave to our country. Uh, he is a, a brave warrior, and he did not lie about any of the things that he did while he was in the Air Force. They, they committed a smear campaign against him through the use of illegally acquired records that were supposed to be private, that were supposed to be JR's. Well, the, he was not the only one. Uh, there was also a Republican candidate who was running at the same time who had been sexually assaulted while she was serving in the military. Uh, and somehow the Air Force leaked her records so that her opponent uh, could put it out there that she had been raped. Uh, what a violation. What, what, a, what a horrific, a horrific event to be forced to relive as you are on the campaign trail trying to keep your mind focused. Uh, that's what this is right here. It's a, it's a psychological operation designed to demoralize and to destroy the opponent of the Democrats. So the, the Air Force has admitted responsibility uh, about providing this information. Uh, her name is Jennifer Ruth Green. And uh, basically, they handed it over to a reporter at Politico, uh, well, also to an opposition research team. They gave these records out, and I'm sure that the Air Force was well aware of what it was going to be used for. It was going to be used to destroy her as a candidate. Uh, so currently in Congress, under the new Republican Congress, uh, they are addressing it in committee. Uh, there's a subcommittee, and J.R., uh, from what I understand, is probably going to end up testifying uh, to this committee about his records being leaked. Uh, Representative Mike Rogers from Alabama, he's the chair of the House Armed Services Committee. Also, James Comer, chairman of the House Committee on Oversight and Accountability. Uh, they've written a joint request to Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin demanding answers. Now, getting answers from Lloyd Austin that are going to be cogent and coherent Probably about as likely as a, 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 a good a good fact check on USA Today. Uh, Lloyd Austin is probably going to obfuscate. Uh, he's going to make it difficult for the committee to get the answers they need. Uh, but we need to know one thing. You know, who was the person inside the Air Force that leaked the records of J.R. Majewski and Jennifer, uh, what was her name? Jennifer Ruth Green? Yeah, Jennifer Ruth Green. Uh, neither of them deserved the treatment that they received at the hands of the left-wing media and at the hands of their political opponents. Uh, the people who received those records certainly had connections to Washington, D.C. For them to call up the office of the Air Force and say, hey, by the way, do you have anything? You have anything that you can give me so that I can hand it over to a political opposition research firm, and then they can use it to weaponize it against the person I'm running against. So, this third party, this, this opposition research firm, was paid by Democrat Campaign Congressional Committee, which is the, the Democrats' uh, 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 counterpart to the NRCC. Uh, and they were able to obtain not only those records, but her social security number. Uh, and by using that social security number, they used it to fraudulently obtain all of the information about her. Uh, but not only for her, but also uh, there were 10 other people uh, and uh, the the uh, the real gross 
misuse of this information uh, summarizes the, the worst aspects of our system that we are currently in. Uh, the deep state swamp apparatus that sits in Washington, D.C., that seeks to reach out and crush anybody who would dare to stand against it. Uh, personally, I hope that Jennifer runs again. I hope that J.R. Majewski runs again. But even more than that, I want them to testify about the damage done to them by this Democrat-paid political opposition research firm. Uh, in the article, excuse me, in the... Um, uh, in in the, the letter to Secretary Austin, uh, they're requesting uh, the information that was passed out by the Office of Military and Personnel Files, uh, which was outside of the proper procedures by the Department of Defense, as outlined in the Privacy Act of 1974. Uh, and they want all the information about the 11 individuals uh, that had their, their records leaked over a 14-month period from October 2021 to December 2022. Uh, now, this research firm apparently misrepresented itself in order to gain access to those personnel records without people's consent, uh, and uh, it underscores a weakness that we have in the records management system. I actually did a show about this a couple of years ago, uh, but with uh, my friend Don Lutters, uh, he identified a hacking weakness inside our system, uh, and let's just say that the the, the private records of the United States of America are totally open for business. Anybody can basically get in there uh, and take advantage of it. And uh, that leaves us open to many, many different types of attacks. So keep your ears and eyes open for this uh, upcoming hearing that's going to be held. Now, Joe Biden, uh, on his uh, uh, instead of going to East Palestine, instead of going to the southern border, instead of worrying about the people of the United States of America, remember, he went on President's Day to Poland and to Ukraine. Uh, let's take a look at some footage of Joe Biden getting off the plane in Poland, and it's typical Biden gaffery. And boom, he took a spill, fell all the way down the stairs. Naturally, Nikki says, uh, what I want to know is, why is it so easy to get shit from our government leaked? They seem to never know who leaks it. Proof our government is useless. Well, it's, it is a weakness by design, Nikki. Uh, it is advantageous for certain things to get leaked at certain times, and it's advantageous uh, to use that leaked information to destroy your political opponents. Make no mistake about it. Uh, the inherent weaknesses that allow for this to happen are done on purpose by design. You guys want to see that again? Okay. Uh, hang on. Let me reopen the last closed tab. Okay. Let me not open them. It's, it's difficult to see. I know it's kind of small, but trust me, Joe Biden walking down the stairs. There he is right there. Boom. All the way down. All the way down. Look at that guy's face. <laughs> He's trying not to laugh. <laughs> oh, my God. He actually fell up the stairs again, but they played it in reverse. Yeah, Midnight Rider. I played that yesterday. George Soros having a brain fart while he was speaking at the, uh, I don't know what it was, some globalist thing. Goofy's falling noise. Oh, that's great. That is absolutely great. 
All right, you guys, uh, for the second half of the show, it's brought to you by My Patriot Supply. Prepare with redpill78.com. If you go to prepare with redpill78.com through the link in the description below, you can order a three month supply of food and you'll get $200 in free bug out gear along with it. For every three month supply of food that you order, you will get an additional bug out kit to go along with it. A uh, whole bunch of great stuff in there. If you're not ready for when the ish hits the fan, then you really ought to be. Uh, and, uh, I would have at least three months of food on hand for every single member of your family. I've got a year and a half of uh, emergency food on hand for both myself and Lisa. So if anybody shows up and we need to help them out, we can. Uh, but once again, prepare with redpill78.com. And thank you to them for sponsoring the program. Okay, so uh, if you got here, tell you what, if you guys want the link to that video, I'll, I'll go ahead and drop it into the chat. Oh, yeah. What was JR's file that was so bad? There was there was nothing in JR's file that was so bad, but they used it to try to poke holes in his claims of where he was during the Afghanistan war. He was in the Air Force. Okay, so he's stationed out of one place and then he's flying into all these forward operating bases all over the Middle East, giving air support, dropping off supplies, you know, I mean, uh, taking VIPs. He did, you know, he was he was in a plane. The guy's in the Air Force. He's in a freaking plane. So they basically took those records and said, well, it doesn't say that he was stationed here. Well, JR never said he was stationed here. He said he was in that location during the Afghanistan war. His actual assignments were classified, and it said so in his records. And they used the fact that it was classified, and it didn't explicitly state one thing or another to try to claim that J.R. Majewski had lied about his service. Uh, Mrs. A. Watley says it was a slap in the face to the people of Ohio for the resident to be in Ukraine on President's Day. Thank you for all you do, Zach. Mrs. Watley, thank you very much for that donation. And yes, I absolutely agree. For Joe Biden to have not visited the residents of East Palestine yet, for Joe Biden to have not even mentioned the ecological disaster that has happened in East Palestine and that is currently poisoning the entire eastern seaboard, it's a slap in the face. It's a slap in the face to all Americans. At the time, at this time in history, when people are essentially being bled dry because of the cost of gas, because of the cost of groceries, you know, everybody has had to cut back on everything. You know, I used to be able to save a little bit of money every single month. I've told you this before. I used to make sure that I bought silver every single month. Sometimes I would buy less gold because obviously there's a major price difference between the two. But I would always take some money and put it into precious metals every month. And that was supposed to be my retirement fund for when I uh, ended up being able to, to, to relax on the beach. I don't know when that's going to happen or if that's ever going to happen. At this point, uh, we are spending everything we have just to stay afloat. I'm not saving any money anymore. I am eating into my savings now. And I know that everybody else out there is in the exact same position. And for Joe Biden to be giving blank checks to the Ukrainian people to pay their, their mortgages and, and their pensions and you know all of the, the, the money that they need to rebuild their nation after they're the ones who attacked the eastern region of Ukraine, who attacked the Donbass, who sent missiles into schools, killing children, raping, pillaging, using chemical weapons for our money to be given to the Ukrainian people, to be given to Volodymyr Zelensky, is a slap in the face. And Joe Biden hasn't said one damn word about that that train being derailed. Joe Biden hasn't said one thing. Pete Buttigieg has not visited the people of East Palestine. He needs to. 
okay? They need to be there. They should have been there immediately. They should have been working to fix what they had done, and they should have been working to hold the Norfolk Southern Railroad accountable. Okay, so thank you very much over here to the people on Odyssey. Appreciate you chatting. Let me go through uh, these uh, uh, couple of... um, gold pills that we have over here uh filter dog one says happy taco tuesday mike from montana thanks for the shades m the painter says important fema has not declared a disaster just sending a small crew it's fake that is bullshit they need to declare a disaster they must declare a disaster mountain lace says q's trust the plan equals us trump said power is given back to us we the people i agree with you and i've always been there uh brainstorm says peaceful non-compliance And I'm just a patriot over on Rumble says, thank you for all you do, Zach. I really appreciate that, guys. So, yeah, anybody, anybody who donates to the show, I just want you to know how much I appreciate it. Because I know, I know how difficult things are right now. And um, if it wasn't, if it wasn't for, if it wasn't for you guys, I wouldn't be able to do the show. Okay. You know, this is a thankless job. (laughs) This is if somebody would have told me when I was a kid, you know, you're going to grow up and do something that will destroy you personally, financially, uh, and, uh, and and you will be hated by the world and uh, people will basically make your life hell uh, also that you can tell the truth and try to shine a light on corruption. You know, I don't know that I would have been able to uh, uh, to conceptualize exactly how this would go down. But all of us, all of us are in the same boat. OK, and I'm not special. All right. We are all fighting what is seemingly an insurmountable war, a never ending battle for the freedom of America and for the freedom of humanity. And for that fight, we will we will and must make sacrifices. It's inevitable. All right. So all I'm doing every single morning is praying that God is going to give me the strength to continue to carry on, that God is going to give every single one of you the strength to carry on. And that at the end of the day, we will beat these people who want to enslave, subjugate, and destroy us. And it may take time, and it will, and it has. (laughs) There's no other way around it. Uh, We got to do this. Um, Because if if America falls, there is nothing left. All right? There is nothing more worth fighting for than the freedom of our nation. Uh, a. Allen Godwins says, oh, he just brought a, a, a bronze tier subscription. Thank you very much. Uh, Rusty Koala says you're special, Zach. Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm no more special than any of you guys. You know, this is um, this is affecting every single American, you know, and even the people on the left. I mean, they're hurting too. It's just they're too brainwashed to admit it. They can't possibly fathom the fact that their government, the people that they begged to put into power, are there destroying their lives. Maybe, maybe they're hoping that the tragic mismanagement of the United States will destroy our nation to the point that it crumbles and then they can build up a communist utopia in its place. I mean, you take a look at popular television and movies and stuff, and they're pushing communism. You know, I used to love 
comic books. I used to love Marvel superheroes and DC, and they have just destroyed everything. They have taken all of the joy out of it. Everything is ESG. Everything is diversity, equity, and inclusion. Now, in Ant-Man 3, they're plugging communism, socialism, probably because they're releasing it in China. This is like one of the first movies they've been able to release in China in a long time. And so they have, they make some statement about how socialism is actually good. Well, you know, I don't like the idea of somebody else making money or surviving off of my hard work. In America, it's about self-determination. It is about ensuring that you are responsible for what you have. And they're taking that away from us every single day. Um, Mez says, normal is not coming back, but Jesus is. You're absolutely right. You are absolutely right. Uh, and then uh, and Anil 100 says, thank you so much, Zach. Thank you very, very much. I appreciate that. Um, Mishimi says, Zach, you need to unplug and sleep, though. I'll send you stuff. It's expensive, though. I need someone else to give you a diffuser. I actually have a diffuser. So if you've got something to go in that diffuser, please feel free to send it. Janice says, it's not that the leftists don't realize they're hurting. It's that they're convinced that the right is responsible for the hurting. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Which is just absolutely insane. I just it, It's difficult for me sometimes to conceptualize how somebody could be so divorced from reality. You know, it's like we wake up every single day uh, and we look around, you know, take a look at your life under Donald Trump. I I had it good. I had it better than I ever did in my entire life. And now as soon as Joe Biden, the resident, comes into office, it's like the entire thing crumbles. Uh, Huck Josie says, Zach, can you please let me know if that machine that stops or filters the dirty electricity in your home actually decreased your electricity bill? You promoted it several months ago and said you had. Yeah, I've got them all over my house. Um. I, 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 there are a number of things that I have done to try to reduce my electricity bill, but let me tell you this. Um, I can't tell you what percentage of my electricity bill has been decreased as a result of using those, but my electricity bill used to be about $198 a month, and this past month, it was $54 a month. Now, I've also got solar. It's not a huge solar system, um, but, uh, but, but I do have that in place as well. And my electricity bill was, uh, you know, much higher when it was just the solar. I would say that with, it, it's probably gone down another $50 a month. Now, my results are not necessarily going to be representative of your results, but I know that they have a money back guarantee. Uh, so please look into that. They're not sponsoring the show this month, uh, so I don't have any new information about it, but I would certainly look into whatever their guarantee is and uh, and just if you can use it during that period of time and test it yourself, then check it out. Uh, Mike says, Zach, thanks for supporting my addiction, vaping, serious addiction to a substance. Apparently it's okay because even after so many people piling on you for it, you just said, stuff it, naysayers. <laughs> Here's the thing, you know, and I'll say it again. I was on my way to a very early deathbed. I was, I had a precancerous spot on my lung. Uh, and if it wasn't for the fact that I quit smoking and I started vaping and my lung healed, then I would be probably not here right now. My dad died of lung cancer back in 2009. Uh, He was in his early 60s. He hadn't even hit uh, Social Security age yet. He was 61. And I'm 45. That means 16 years from now, I'll be as old as my dad was when he died. And if I make it past 61, I think I'm doing pretty good. But 
as Tucker Carlson said, uh, the vape delivery, the nicotine delivery systems in a vaporizer have in studies for the last two decades never been shown to cause cancer or to produce any significant health risks. What kills you in cigarettes is the carcinogenic products that are produced as a result of the burning of the tobacco itself. Uh, So uh, whatever is good for me is not necessarily good for you. Let me say, go, go dog says we use approximately 450 kilowatts per week. I'm monitoring. Okay. um, There we go. Yeah, I, you know, honestly, I'll, I'll be I'll be honest. I, I'm hoping to live well past 100. You know, I mean, like I, I'm, I'm more than halfway through my life. And so if I can make it to be uh, the ripe old age of, uh, of 100 or more, I think that I'll be doing pretty good. Uh, nicotine is good for you, Spirit 554. Yes, it stimulates your brain. There's actually studies that have been done which show that more intelligent people tend to smoke because of the brain activating function of nicotine. Whereas, and people are not going to like this, but with marijuana, which the government is now pushing on us, essentially, uh, it tends to, you know, slow down your thinking. Now, there are some people who would tell you that they smoke marijuana, it makes them more creative. You know, I, and, and again, the, it's individual for every person. Where the problem, as I see it, comes in uh, is when people will use a substance to uh, essentially satiate some other aspect of their personality. So let's say that uh, if you're smoking so much weed that you don't get out there and do anything, you don't become active, you're, you're not trying to make the world a better place, that's a problem. Uh, Valhalla Batgirl. <laughs> I love it. We appreciate you taking one for the team to keep us informed. Thank you. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, Brainstorm says, my whole family is sick. Cars covered in film, taking uh, rain, well and faucet, and creek water into test at work. God, Brainstorm, I'm so sorry for that. I don't know what area of the country you're in, but I would have to say, you know, you're probably um, in, uh, in either in the Ohio or Pennsylvania area. God, I'll, I'll be praying for you, bro. I'm sorry to hear that. Um, <laughs> Missy me. Lisa has a diffuser. Uh, we do use it. We have diffusers going all over the house. And maybe I'm thinking of the wrong thing. Uh, a diffuse, like an oil diffuser, because that's what we have. And she uses them. She's got them going all over the place. Uh, we've got essential oils that we put in there. Um, <laughs> E333 says, thanks, Red Pill. Never smoked in my life, but I'll start today. Nobody starts smoking. Nobody starts smoking. We are all adults. We are all consenting adults. And we got to make our decisions for what's best for our lives on our own. There are people out, you know, you guys know I don't drink. You know, I don't use pot. Uh, I don't use any drugs at all. I mean, nicotine, people consider a drug. But I mean, it's not like I'm trying to rob a liquor store so that I can get more vapes. But people will rob liquor stores if they want to get drugs and alcohol. That's not me, though. Uh, But there are other people who can do that, and they don't have problems. Nakaz808 says, great morning show again, Zach. Mahalo. Happy uh, uh, day from uh, the Hawaiian Islands. Uh, Mike from Montana dropped some shades and then rise attire. Please remind people the negative studies and anti-vape propaganda are all paid for by big tobacco and pharma. That is absolutely true. Now... Uh, There is also an evolution of vaporizer technology that has occurred over the last uh, 20 years or so. There was, at one time, in certain vape products, a particular wire that was used to vaporize the, the, uh, the, the, the solution or whatever it is. 
that did produce negative health effects. But once that was discovered, they completely banned it and they moved beyond it. It's like when we used to have lead in our gasoline, you know? I mean, like if you were still saying, ah, oh, cars kill people because of lead gasoline. Well, you know, it's, it, it's out of date. But yes, pharmaceutical companies and tobacco companies don't want you to vape. They want you to be using other substances. Um, what a bummer, Ohio. I'm sad for you up there. Thanks, Zach. Yeah, I'm very, very sad. Okay, Mishy Me says, I'm going to send you some essential oils that will change everything. Uh, and Go, go, go Dog Go says, I'm using THC to quit nicotine. What a mess. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. Yeah, all things in good time, okay? You know, one day at a time, uh, just do what's right for you and you'll get through. All right, so I want to make sure that we talk about this because this could be bad from the headline that I read. I haven't read the article yet. I just saw it pop up. So, Uh, A potential crime may have been identified related to President Trump's call with Georgia Secretary of State Raffensperger. Is that a crime that Trump committed? Is that a crime that Raffensperger committed? Let's read on and we'll find out. So after all the controversy involving that phone call between President Trump and Brad Raffensperger back in 2020, it looks like there may have been a crime committed after all. He had that call with Brad Raffensperger on January 2nd, 2021. Uh, where he was talking about the problems with the ballots and the need to actually look into what happened in the 2020 election. And of course, Raffensperger was all about making sure Joe Biden won by the slim 12,000 vote margin. It should have been enough to have them take an honest look at it. But of course, we had millions of potential ballot issues taking place uh, in a number of different counties, Fulton County, et cetera. Uh, You didn't have chain of custody on those ballots. There's no way to prove Uh, what the provenance of those ballots were. And if you can't prove the chain of custody on those ballots, they should not be allowed to be used. So President Trump hired an audit firm to audit the state's election results after the election. uh, And a Georgia senator and former judge found hundreds of thousands of issues with the election. And all of it was ignored by Brad Raffensperger. That's a crime to me. So if we're talking about that as a crime, I'm absolutely on board with this. So when he called into Raffensperger in January of 2021, he was just asking Raffensperger to look at some of the issues that were uncovered by his auditor. There was plenty of evidence to suggest that this election was not certifiable. However, instead of taking a look at that information, Raffensperger wiretapped him without announcing it that he was taping him. And then he shared pieces of the call with the Washington Post. And in typical Washington Post fashion, they took some segments of it and then they obfuscated the true nature of that call. So after all of this time, after all this money, one question was never asked of any witness in the grand jury, who taped the call of President Trump and was it legal? Georgia is a one-party consent state. That means that in Georgia, you are legally allowed to record a conversation if you are a contributor or with prior consent from one of the involved parties. This would suggest that it was okay for Ravensburger and his team to secretly record that call with President Trump. However, however, Florida is a two-party consent state. And guess where President Trump was? When he was on that phone call with Brad Raffensperger, I bet you he was down here in Florida. If you are on a phone call with somebody who's in another state, you better know the laws of their consent when it comes to recording phone calls. Florida and their laws stipulate it's a two-party consent state. It's a criminal offense to use any device to record communications, whether it's wire 
oral or electronic. You have to have the consent of everyone engaged in that conversation. So that means right down here in Florida, it is not legally allowable to record a conversation unless all of the parties on that call agree to it. So this is important because there is reason to believe that Jordan Fuchs, Georgia's deputy secretary of state, who was on the call with President Trump, taped the call from Florida. So maybe President Trump was in Washington, D.C., Jordan Fuchs was down here in Florida, and yesterday on Joe Hoff's show, Georgia's election guru Garland Favorito from Voter Georgia shared that Jordan Fuchs is believed to have been in Florida when he taped the call, and that would make the entire call illegal. Uh, so very interesting stuff. I, uh, I I met Garland Favorino, and I did an interview with him at the moment of truth, and let me also say this. Uh, I have a couple of additional interviews from the moment of truth that I was able to get off of a hard drive that died several months ago. So I'm going to be releasing those in the coming days. And uh, these are interviews that uh, I thought were pretty important. And I was bummed that I was unable to get out uh, back then. Uh, Let me see. Yes, I I am tired, guys. Uh, I'm worn out. Um, I'm a little spiritually frayed at this point. Let me see. Uh, I should. Oh, Mishimi says I should have a, a diffuser in my studio. Um, I th- one of the reasons I don't have a diffuser in my studio. Um, so, a Einstein universe. What are you talking about for an interview? If you have, um, if you have something that you want to talk about, you're free to email me at redpill78 at protonmail.com. We'll do kind of a pre-show interview. I'll determine if it's right for the channel or if I know somebody else that it would be right for. Uh, And my chi is in decline, yes. I tend to think so. I tend to think so. Um, It's more than just the attacks online. It's more than just the uh, strange illnesses I continue to get. Uh, There is spiritual and mental attacks coming all the time. So... Take a step back, please. Uh, you know, I'm right now. Uh, I'm 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 trying. I'm trying to do it as much as I can. But um, there, I, you know, Trump won the fraudulent ballots, the harvesting the machines. So many obvious frauds, crimes committed. Great show, Aaron. Thank you very much. I really appreciate that. Um, okay, so this is important here, and I'm hoping that. I'll, in, I'll reach out to Garland Favorito, and I'll see if uh, if he's got any other comments that he wants to make on that. Um, at Project Veritas today, there is a scheduled board meeting, and it looks like the majority of the employees there are planning to walk away if the people on the board who ousted James O'Keefe don't quit themselves. So basically, they're going to nuke Project Veritas if they don't get rid of the people who got rid of James If those people are removed, then I would think that would give James O'Keefe an opportunity to come back to Project Veritas. Last I checked, Project Veritas lost over 100,000 followers on Twitter yesterday, Uh, and I'm sure it's continuing to go as well. So people are also requesting their money back. Let's see. So number of sources from within Project Veritas Uh, are confirming that the entire journalism department is ready to walk. And they were waiting to meet with the board earlier today. And there might be a walkout. Uh, from From what I know, this is the last update that we had on it. Um, let me see. 
Anything else popping up? <clears throat> okay. Nope, nothing. Oh, we do have a Democrat that's going to be walking away from his seat in Rhode Island. Uh, House member, Representative David Cicciolini. Cicciolini, uh, he was part of the uh, Trump impeachment managers, uh, one of the uh, the, uh, the 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 bogus impeachments against President Trump. So there's going to be a special election, and it's Rhode Island, so it's likely that it's going to end up being a Democrat that will win. But um, okay, so let me talk about uh, the 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 Putin speech before we bounce off here for the uh, for the end of the day. Uh, yes, being yes, I, I am yeah. My sobriety is everything to me. I just want everybody to recognize that and understand that. Um, if it weren't for the fact that I was sober, uh, if God hadn't taken my desire for drugs and alcohol, uh, I, literally, it was like overnight. I asked for it; it was taken. I haven't had to go back. And if it weren't for that fact, then I wouldn't be able to do this right here because that's where my mind would be. Uh, and so instead, this is what I'm similarly focused on. Uh, so Vladimir Putin had that speech in uh, Moscow earlier today. Uh, I was only able to get through about the first 20 minutes or so. But uh, he did make mention of the United States and the West setting up the biolabs in Ukraine, uh, offering material support and weapons to the Kiev regime. Uh, he made mention a number of times to the attacks on the Donbass and the blood that was shed by the U.S.-backed uh, government there in Kiev. Uh, and he said that Russia, for since 2014, they've been trying to find a non-military solution. But essentially, the United States and the Western NATO-aligned nations, uh, they had their mind made up. They wanted to go to war with Russia. Uh, Vladimir Putin has done a great job of pointing out the shortcomings of the United States uh, and the actions we've taken throughout the world. He said that, uh, take a look at the places we've destroyed, Iraq, Libya, Syria. And he said that the U.S. government has been cheating its own citizens. I have to say I agree with him. Uh, he says that the United States uh, and the things they say, it's a pack of lies, and they are constantly preaching systemic disinformation to us. Um, he said that they were ready to work with the United States and NATO. However, NATO continued to be aggressive. They kept moving closer and closer. <clears throat> and he made mention of the fact that the United States has more bases than anybody else on the planet. They have essentially infiltrated every nation on Earth as uh, with their own military base. And they're basically, you know, the, the, the global leaders as a result. Uh, so they also said that the United States are the ones who initially pulled out of international agreements and that they have a secret agenda. Of course, that agenda is to destroy Russia and the Russian people. Um, back in December... Vladimir Putin sent uh, peace agreements, things that the Russian people wanted so that they could stop the fighting. And NATO and the United States unilaterally just threw it out the window. They said, nope, we're not going to uh, we're not going to do this. We don't care what you want. Either you come to the table on our terms or you don't come at all. Um, so uh, it, he believes that the aggression against Russia and the Russian people and uh, the people of the Donbass was already agreed upon doesn't matter what the Russians said. They wanted to destroy them, and they were willing to go ahead and do whatever it was. Uh, he makes reference to the 2014 CIA-led coup 
that in, that installed the uh, uh, the current government that has now uh, existed under the Zelensky regime. And he says that that coup and its actions against the people of the Donbass led directly to the military intervention in 2022. Uh, Putin and the Russians see it as defending the lives uh, of people that the Western world has put at risk through their support of the Kiev regime. He also made an, an interesting factoid on the amount of money that's being spent. In 2021, $61 billion in aid was sent to the poorest countries in the world, but they sent $150 billion into Ukraine. And obviously, that number continues to rise every single day. It seems like we're sending more money there. More money flows in the direction of war than anything else. There is endless money when it comes to expenditures on war. But what the United States and their partners in the Western world are doing is creating unrest. Uh, They have killed hundreds of thousands of people through their direct or indirect actions. Millions of refugees have been created. This is all part of that plan to... Uh, kind of homogenize the world and spread the third world into the first world uh, rather than fixing the problems as they exist and where they begin in that third world. They have to paint the enemy black, he said, so their own corruption and scandals can be covered up. International economic problems are put aside in the United States, uh, internal rather, not international, As a result of the war that is currently being waged, it takes the attention of the people away from the things that are affecting us directly. He also said that the patterns of the Western world in the early 20th century opened up the path to Nazism, and it's happening again. And the destruction of Russia is taking away from its dream. Uh, Oh, the the destruction of Russia was uh, conceived as the dream of the Austro-Hungarian Empire, as we saw in World War I. The German Empire led uh, the push in 2014 that basically kicked off World War I, and Russophobia continues on today. Uh, They said, we were ashamed to hear the special Ukrainian units uh, have called themselves Edelweiss, which is the same as the German invaders, quite symbolic considering the fact that they are essentially actually modern-day Nazis. So uh, as a result of U.S. aggressions and the continued support of the Kiev regime, Putin is now announcing that they are abandoning the landmark nuclear arms treaty. Now, this is, as, uh, as, as, as they believe, something that the United States already did. But the United States contends that uh, Moscow has not allowed them to do inspections of their nuclear sites. Now, it sounds like the Russians don't trust the United States, and with good reason. So uh, if they have been blocking them from coming in, it's probably because they're worried about terrorism or they're worried about uh, potential sabotage of these sites. They want to deal us a strategic defeat and are meddling with our nuclear facilities. In this context, I have to declare today that Russia is suspending its participation in the Treaty on Strategic Offensive Arms. You guys, this treaty right here is basically the one thing standing between us and thermonuclear annihilation. If no one is taking part in these treaties, if no one is interested uh, in, uh, in, in the concept of peace— If no one's willing to break or bend over for the other side, I mean, sometimes you got to bow. Sometimes you got to meet people in the middle. You got to shake hands. Remember when President Trump 
went to North Korea and stepped over that DMZ line, gave Kim Jong-un a hug and shook his hand. All it takes is just a little bit of respect. You got to show the leaders of the world that you're willing to work with them. But the current United States regime accepts nothing less than the total surrender and destruction of the Russian Federation. And I understand why the Russians are not okay with that. Um, Let's see. Mike Church, I think you're right. Putin is ruining Biden's money laundering machine and he has not had in Ukraine for decades. Putin does not want any more uh, of Ukraine or Europe. He wants the bioweapons labs gone. He wants the bioweapons labs gone. He wants NATO backing off. He, he doesn't want the Western world constantly at the doorstep of the Russian people with missiles pointed at them. Can, can you imagine if, say, Russia set up bases in Mexico and pointed missiles at the United States. We would be absolutely irate. Look at what happened in the Cuban Missile Crisis, okay? That almost kicked off World War III. People really believed that it might. So this is important stuff. Obviously, something to go ahead and uh, and keep an eye on. Uh, we do have a couple of more thank yous. Michael Myers says, please get some rest, Zach. We need you. Thank you. Um, um, we're about to take... Uh, uh, Lisa's son to the beach, and then I'll be taking the rest of the day off. Uh, and then he says, who fell down the plane stairs in Poland? Did Joe get pushed by corn pop? Well, we don't have uh, full confirmation that it was Joe, but just based upon past gaffes and based upon his uh, inability to walk up and down uh, stairs on a plane, I tend to believe that it was definitely Joe Biden. Okay. Okay, Mike Church says, exactly, Zach, we need to get this old, incompetent moron out of office. I agree with you. All right, guys, uh, thank you to everybody. Dale Bursier says, great content as usual, Red Pill. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it, you guys. Thanks for hanging out with me today. If you haven't yet, please consider leaving a like. Uh, Please consider sharing the broadcast. It is the number of thumbs up that we get on Rumble that determines whether or not we show up on the leaderboard. And we've got 2,200 people here, only 388 likes. If we can get over 1,000 likes, that would make it uh, a lot more possible for me to get on the leaderboard. Uh, I spoke with Rumble and I asked them, hey, you know, why is it that I never show up on the live page? I tend to have more viewers and more likes than any of the other shows that I see on there. And uh, they said, tell us your schedule and let us know when you're live and uh, we'll see if we can fix it. So I I didn't let them know today that I was going live, but I'm wondering if anybody saw that um, uh, that I was on the, the, the live page today. I don't know. I didn't check it out. Anyways, you guys, thank you so much. I really appreciate you. Good luck, everyone. And God bless. We'll see you tonight.
guys, I forgot to check over on Buy Me a Coffee, but I need to say thank you to Eve, Eve for America. She said, you are real news. I've been with you since day one. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And then someone and Anon uh, bought me five coffees, so I wanted to say thank you for that as well, you guys. Thank you so much, everybody, for being here. Thanks for being kind, and uh, thank you for your support. I couldn't do it without you.